Hey, before the show, we just wanted to thank you so much for listening. If you like what you hear, check out more content at mamaronicpublicradio.com. Thanks so much. What's good? Why, hello there. Okay. Greetings, everyone. What's up, Mamaronic? Howdy, folks! Who wrote this stuff? Are you serious? Yeah, it's so easy. Why don't you guys try? Hello from wherever you are, and welcome to our first episode of Mosaic, where we bring student writing to life through audio storytelling. If you have an original poem, short story, essay, or article you want to bring to life, or are interested in voice acting for another piece, email us at mamaronicpublicradio at gmail.com. Today, writer Juliet Zucker takes us through her piece on snow globes and adolescence. This may sound like a strange pairing of topics, but tune in to see how she encapsulates her idealization of New York City with her discovery of independence in this essay. White clusters of snow cascade over the Statue of Liberty. She stands tall, dominating all of the surrounding buildings. I take in the beauty of the flakes, never falling in the same place producing a unique narrative that can't be rehearsed. A taxi's horn shocks me out of a trance as tourists cross the now-frosted streets and bustle shoulder to shoulder to their next destination. I was enamored with a dense glass orb the size of my palm that was supposed to encase the most famous city in the world. The New York City I know now, however, is nothing close to what I was holding in my hand. Every time a family member would come home from a voyage, I would be presented with a snow globe, carefully wrapped in tissue paper. Alaska, Paris, Bryce Canyon for my grandparents, Nashville, Orlando, and Dallas for my father's business trips, Barcelona, and Cambodia for my brothers. Yet with all of the 48 snow globes in my collection, I don't have one that I can associate with a memory of my own. It was only until one or two years ago when I can recall going to New York City by myself. Up until then, the only reason I had to make the trip was to see my family, but still, there was always someone holding my hand. When my parents started letting me take the train alone, I finally had a chance to reimagine the city for myself. This past July, my friends and I spent the night in the city, Apartment windows and storefronts paved a pathway of light, illuminating our every step. They began singing Broadway tunes at the top of their lungs, galloping across each crack in the street, not letting any headlights scare them away. But as I witnessed their swinging arms and bobbing hair, I couldn't bring myself to join in. My brain wandered to irrational fears, hearing my parents' voices in my head, 
I was never able to cross the street without starting from a corner, warned to stay clear of bikes that could come out of nowhere, and to avoid large crowds heading my way. All of these cautions were never labeled on any snow globe, but were instinctively put there by me. My romanticization started at a young age. The bright yellow taxi cabs, fluorescent lights and signs, enthralling window displays and restaurant awnings. I viewed New York City the way a tourist, or my eight-year-old self would, creating stories solely based on what my globe appeared to be. I now understand that it was not New York City that I had wanted all along, but an experience that I could call my own. While this particular evening exhibition was not enclosed in a glass bubble, it made elements of the globe my reality. The scene was set in the city, sitting on my shelf, along with the falling white flakes, worries and preconceived notions I had planned for, but couldn't seem to control. This is the type of moment that doesn't need to be a flawless souvenir, but one that I can reflect on and learn from. Before sinking to the bottom, the ivory crystals mask the illusion of magnificence the globe tries so hard to portray. As I shake the objects that are in front of me, it is finding balance between the spontaneity of the snow colliding with the idealized location that allows me to be at peace with the adventures I have had and the stories I will create. My collection of snow globes has a completely new value now, a value that was never gifted or passed on to me. I hold one in my hand and turn the city upside down. I pause. The snow is at rest, settled at the top, waiting to bring my own experiences to life. Hi, Juliet. Hi, Fatima. I'm really excited to talk to you. There's a ton to dig into on your story. But first, let's start here. I understood you wrote this piece as your college essay. Let's dive into this process a little bit. Was this your initial idea? And what was your first draft like? So I kind of knew for a good amount of time that I wanted to write my essay about my snow globe collection, and I wasn't really sure how to go about it. I think it took a bunch of different drafts, and my first draft actually was about um, how I felt like I personally was living in a snow globe, and I tried to take that approach of how I live in a snow globe in Larchmont. And that was really interesting because I think it kind of went down a bit of a rabbit hole of ranting about how much I don't like living here. And that was kind of like I, I read it back again and I was like, I don't think they're going to want to hear me ranting about where I live and hating so much about where I live. But it really took a turn um, from what it was to what it kind of is now. Mm -hmm. Was there a particular moment or something that inspired you to write this piece? So I've always had my snow globe collection. And again, in the piece, I kind of talk about how I've never really bought my own snow globe. 
So I think it may have started when my grandpa or my grandma brought one home for me. My dad brought one home. My brothers, my friends even started bringing them home from their trips. So that whole, you know, collection kind of inspired me. I was just looking around my room thinking about what I could possibly write an interesting piece on. And those just kind of inspired me. And then kind of focusing on the one moment that I was going to really decide what was the turning point for me, which is the night in the city that I talked about in my piece. I kind of had to figure out what was the adventure that was the point in time for me or that I could look back on and say, wow, this was this was the moment when I started becoming more independent and I really put myself out there. The moment when you kind of broke the snow globe. Right. Yeah. No, for sure. Uh, And it's funny because it does sound like such a cliche metaphor, but for me, I had always looked at my snow globes as just, you know, like I said, perfect souvenirs. But in reality, there's, there's so much that they represent. And I think now I can look at this particular snow globe, the one of New York City, and kind of put my own memories to it and not just the plastic figurines inside. So you talked about this turning point that you had when you went into the city with your friends and it kind of helped you discover your independence um, and make New York City your own. Um, How did that differ from the previous times that you visited the city? So first, I obviously had to buy my ticket on my own. And it's not like that was such a big thing, but that's definitely the first step. Um, my parents usually carried the tickets for me or someone else that I was always traveling with. And I think I had always wanted to take the train alone. I think I was kind of always ready for that. But when my parents just kind of let me, I think it was the first big like, oh, wow, okay, I'm I'm actually going to do this. And then I think I took a taxi. I had to hail a taxi for myself. I had to, you know, navigate the city. I don't exactly know where everything is and where everything is located. Um, And I think it's funny because whenever I'm in the city, I like to do a lot of planning. So when I was with my friends, I was like, okay, we're going to go from point A to point B. Five minutes to walk It's going to take, you know, X amount of time while we're there. We want to go anywhere else. How long will that take to get back to the apartment or wherever? But that specific night, I think we were just kind of walking just we just kept walking and that was so different than to what I'm used to whenever I'm in the city because I always relate just walking with no destination to where I'm you know where I live in this town and I don't ever relate that to New York City I always relate it to I I always say you need point A and point B in the city because when you go in a taxi cab they always ask where are you going right so I think when when we were just walking and just had that moment to just kind of dance around in the street, that was just something I had never related to the city. And that was something that, again, the snow globe could never portray to me, that you don't always need that destination to where you're going to or how you're going to get there. You might not know. Juliet, thanks so much for talking with us. I really enjoyed our conversation. Thank you for having me. This episode of Mosaic was produced by Anna Robarts, Fatima Khan, Juliet Zucker, and Taylor Feverone as a part of Mimernic Public Radio. Again, I'm Anna Robarts. And I'm Fatima Khan. Thanks for listening.